In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real Associate Press. Hello, Director. Former President Trump is raising the prospect of agents planning evidence in the FBI search of his residence in Colorado, saying his lawyers may not allow him to observe the search. Can you address that particularly as many of Mr. Trump's supporters online issued a so-called call to arms and threats against your agents in light of the search? Well, as I'm sure you can appreciate, that's not something that I can talk about, so I'd refer you to the department. Um, as to the issue of threats, um, I will say that I'm always concerned about violence and threats of violence against law enforcement. Uh, From BLM? And that is a topic that I have been talking about frequently. From Antifa? Uh, including earlier today with law enforcement partners here in Nebraska and yesterday with law enforcement partners in Iowa and Illinois, uh, and any threats made against law enforcement, including the men and women of the FBI, uh, as with any law enforcement agency, are, are deplorable and dangerous. Oh, deplorable and dangerous, yeah. Bernie Mastery, WOWT. Good afternoon, Director. Uh, kind of along Marjorie's point, how concerned are you that after the raid, that that could embolden, maybe even incentivize some of the same bad actors from January 6th doing something similar? Again, violence against law enforcement uh, is not the answer, no matter what anybody's upset about or, or who they're upset uh, with. Uh, and I think we have, in this country, had over the last few years uh, an alarming rise in violence against law enforcement. Last year, 
there were 73 law enforcement officers around this country who were killed in the line of duty, as in murdered. In what does the that have to duty. do with Trump's highest number since 9-11. Scum uh, So the men and women of law enforcement, including the men and women of the FBI, make heroic sacrifices for uh, everyone in this country. Uh, and it takes an incredibly special person to be willing to get up every day and give his or her life, sacrifice his or her life for a total stranger. Uh, and so it's important uh, that we view the men and women of law enforcement as people, uh, as a resource to cherish. Thank you, Director. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've heard enough of that loser. First of all, uh, I want to address the entire thing that he said. First of all, the first question that was from that reporter to him was, what do you think, what do you say about Trump supporters' call to arms and threats of violence against the FBI? That never happened. That never happened. This is what the media, the fake news, this is what they're good at, folks. They are good at asking a question, making the world believe that their question is valid, and then immediately moving on, forgetting about the question, and going right to the answer that Chris Ray, the director of the FBI, gave about denouncing violence and how it's deplorable. Use that word very, very, very carefully, folks, by the way. Very strategically, did Christopher Ray use the word deplorable? None of what that reporter said happened. I did not see a single group of real Trump supporters actually say anything about a call to arms and we need to, and calls for violence against the FBI. That is what they wanted to happen, though. So they're already trying to paint the narrative that it did happen. So then he goes on to say, I denounce all threats of violence against law enforcement, but has never, ever addressed Antifa. And it wasn't just threats against law enforcement. It was burning down police stations, toppling over police cars, stomping on police cars, chasing police, throwing bricks, pallets of bricks at police. What about BLM? What about the LGBTQ pedo plus community? who called for threats of violence against the Supreme Court justices, and there was an attempted murder of a Supreme Court justice. So then they go on to say, well, are there any concerns that these threats of violence that you are receiving, which is none, by the way, let me repeat that, which is none, is going to anyway turn into what we saw on January 6th? What do you mean? Are you talking about the rally where there was tens of thousands of unarmed citizens who were let in by barricade and let in through the door that they uh, unlocked with a magnet? You unlocking the magnetic lock? Are you talking about that kind of a uh, violent insurrection? Do you see how that entire press conference was fake? None of it was real. Chris Ray answered zero questions and the questions that were coming were fake and the and hence the answer that was given to the questions was absolutely fake. 
And now let's move on to the very, 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 very stupid statement of I denounce all deplorable, blah, blah, blah. Denounce anything you want, you illegitimate loser. You have no power. And when the real Republican Party, the ultra MAGA, dark MAGA party completely takes over and drains the swamp, we are going to defund and then delete the Federal Bureau of Incompetence. Can I get an amen? And if you agree with that, please share this video out to your direct messenger. To everybody you know. Go back after this show is done and watch the beginning cold open of this show and you'll understand everything that I just said. None of it was real. It was all fake. Fake questions, fake answers, tying violence to Trump supporters. And then he said, after that, he he tied the officers that were murdered last year to Trump supporters throughout this whole question and answer facade that you just saw. Well, just last year alone, there was more police officers murdered on the street than anyone else. Right in the same breath as he's talking about Trump supporters and some violence that they are, a call to arms that they are doing that I haven't heard. Have you seen it? Have you seen a call to arms for Trump supporters? I haven't seen it. I haven't heard it. And I live this life. Everything was fake. Christopher Ray, your days are numbered, you little dork. Wait until, uh, wait until we defund and delete the FBI. And if you're going to denounce threats of violence, then I better hear the names BLM, Antifa, and the LGBTQ pedo movement out of your lips. But until then, know your role and shut your hole. You worthless nobody. The Federal Bureau of Investigations is no longer the Federal Bureau of Investigations. You're the Federal Bureau of Incompetence, and you're illegitimate, and you will be defunded and deleted. Amen? Unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, I want to let you know, anytime we release any money out of the Slurp Fund, I need to let you know or usually ask permission. Uh, But in this case, one of our own, Heather Osborne, who's here on Rumble, Osborne, uh, Osborne H., uh, she needs a lot of help, folks. She needs a lot of help. So, uh... I released $500 to her this morning. Uh, I was talking to her through Instagram, and I released $500 from the Slurp Fund for Heather this morning. So if you can find it uh, in your hearts or, or in your wallets, I should say, to, to replenish the Slurp Fund, that would be uh, incredible. Um, any bit helps, $5, $2, $10. And as well, remember that the Rumble Rants also uh, keep our LFA producer uh, here and paid. I would like to also say, September, we start LFA TV. And next week, I'm, I'm just planting the seeds now, my birthday is, next, is, uh, is the 16th. While me and the family, we're leaving for three days, and we're leaving Friday of next week. So next week, Thursday, would be my last show, and we only have a half a day next Friday. But I think that Mike Crispy is going to fill in for me next Friday as we get geared up and ready to start LFA TV. And uh, in the coming 
a uh, few days, ne next coming weeks, I guess, I will uh, I will show you guys, uh, everybody that's going to be in the lineup, LFA TV is going to be right here on the same Rumble channel. It'll be on the same Getter channel, the same True Social channel, the same Roku and Fire Stick channels. I'll just rebrand them from Jeremy Harrell to LFA TV across the board so that you don't have to follow. You're already here watching, and we're going to have all-day programming, ladies and gentlemen. All-day programming. You don't have to go anywhere else for your news. It's going to be right here with people that you already know and people that you can trust 100%. Having said that, also in October, I am starting a podcast, a morning podcast twice a week. I don't know the days yet, called Rise Up. And you'll be able to sit here in the mornings and go through the morning devotional with me, go through my morning prayer with me, and we'll be able to have some discussion. It'll be two days a week. It'll be called Rise Up, and it will be only on locals you don't have to pay to watch it but you do have to be have a locals account and following me there okay just like we do telegram talk uh coffee talk on telegram we're gonna have rise up cough uh rise up uh mornings on locals and i have a surprise when that day comes that's in october and one more piece of um one more thing here i want to do before we get to our devotional this morning and our prayer is i'd like to thank yolanda Yolanda Carrere, thank you very much for your monthly donation. Stephanie Smith, Marco Alvarez, God bless you, sir. Joe Cooper, Kimberly Novak, um, Nanetta Dougherty, Michael Weed, Camille J, Diana Post, Jamie Pager, Brenda Bounds, Suzanne Sutton, Lara, or Lara Harris, Rosalie Joy, Denise Montgomery, and Carrie Wilbur. Thank you all for your monthly and one-time donations on JeremyHerald.com. It's very much appreciated, and I love you all so very much. Let's get to the morning devotional. If you do not follow my newsletter, all you have to do is go to JeremyHerald.com, scroll down to the bottom of the first page, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll get a morning devotional every day, or at least almost every day. I titled this morning's newsletter, Humble Yourselves, because it's the cornerstone of everything. Humble yourselves because it's the cornerstone of everything. Psalm 51, 10 through 12. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me, or righteous spirit within me. Cast me not away from your, your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Again, that is Psalm 51, 10 through 12. And the author of that is the great King David. Now you always hear me say on my show, I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show. So many people have asked why I say that. Some have confused it with arrogance and being conceited. It couldn't be further from the truth. I want people to understand that you must humble yourselves in front of God in order to be in communion with him, in order to speak with him, and in order to be blessed by him and help others find salvation in the Lord. It is the cornerstone to all other virtues that we have. Without it, you are nothing. Pride versus humility. That is the battle. You either have one or you have the other. Look at the author of the verse, King David. It was, by all standards, actually quite a stud, if you think about it. He killed Goliath as a young man, 
okay? He married into royalty. He was best friends with a prince. He was a skillful warrior. He was a skillful hunter. He was a commander. He was a leader. He was a musician. He was a poet. He was a songwriter. And he was a hit with the ladies, folks. In all that, he was heralded by God as a man after God's very own heart. Wow. What a resume that King David had. And through all that, David humbled himself daily, fasting, praying, covering himself with sackcloth and ashes to repent for any wrongdoing. He helped others and was kind and compassionate. That is the definition of being humble. If you struggle with pride, go to the word of God and humble yourselves today and ask God to remove the pride from your heart and make your heart and your soul new again, washed by the blood of Jesus. We pray this in his holy and humbled name. Amen. Wow. Powerful, powerful verse coming from King David from Psalm 51, ladies and gentlemen. Let's remove our hats if you are wearing one today, and let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. When I battle or war, it's not murder. I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I am sure, ladies and gentlemen, that it has something to do with the verse of the day today. What a great verse. What a powerful verse. And we want to thank God Almighty for, for uh, shedding that light on us. Uh, folks, I don't know where we are with Rumbles, but we got about 4,000 people watching on Rumble. And over here on Getter, we've got about 1,200 people watching. Let's spread the gospel. Let's spread the news. Let's get it out as we start our first and foremost section of the day. Here we go. In an attempt, folks, to save his own skin, in an attempt to save his own career, in an attempt to put the FBI under the bus where it belongs, this judge who signed off on the Trump Mar-a-Lago FBI raid, who resides in the state of Florida, who once was a defense attorney for Jeffrey Epstein, has now come out and said, the FBI must unseal the warrant immediately. Now, why do you think that this guy said that? For the last two days, we have been basically roasting this judge down in Florida for what he did. So why do you think, ladies and gentlemen, that this judge who signed off on this warrant just days ago has now come out and said that the FBI must immediately unseal the warrant. Well, folks, the only explanation that I can see why this judge would be doing this is because he was possibly even lied to or at least led to believe something or maybe not given everything that he should have been given just like they did when they went to get the FISA warrants. Remember, folks, just because this judge who was a, um, what do you want to say, Just because this judge was a donor to Obama and just because this judge was a defense attorney for Jeffrey Epstein doesn't mean he's not a scumbag, doesn't mean he's not an evil POS, 
But it, but, 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 I'm just playing devil's advocate here. We have seen this before. We have seen the court, the FISA court, be completely misled into signing off on a FISA warrant that we now know is bogus. So yes, maybe, maybe it's this judge's fault. Maybe it isn't. But I do not put it past the FBI to have had this judge sign off on it because they knew he was more of a uh, wishy-washy liberal. Yeah, sure, I'll sign off. It's the FBI after all. I would not put it past the FBI to have not given him everything that he needed to sign off on that. And now in a lame, loserish attempt to pass the buck, this coward magistrate judge, Bruce E. Reinhardt, has quickly directed the U.S. Department of Justice to respond to the Judicial Watch's motion to unseal the warrant by the end of next Monday, which would be August 15th. Now, I want to give a big shout-out right now, if I can, to our friend over at Judicial Watch, Tom Finton. Let's go ahead. You know what? We haven't given the Smarty Award away for a couple days because there's been nobody smart to give it to until now. Let's go ahead and give the Smarty Award today to Tom Fitton at Judicial Watch, a very, very deserving, deserving recipient. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Smarty Award of the Day goes to Tom Fitton. Tom Fitton deserves a lot more than that. This guy has been saving the the uh, saving the butts of the of, of we the people for quite some time, and he's constantly, constantly on top of this kind of stuff. But long story short, Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch actually filed a motion immediately to get this thing unsealed, and of course the judge had literally a few days to respond, and he said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't go to me." Although you are the judge, the buck should stop with you, moron. He's trying to shove it off on the Department of Justice. We'll see what happens, but late last night, it was reported that the former Epstein judge who signed off on the warrant was given the FBI until August 15th to produce all of the rhetoric and language of the warrant. Americans want to know what the reasoning was for the FBI to storm a former president's residence, or in this case, a current president's residence. See what I'm saying? The government shall file a response to the motion to unseal the judge wrote in the docket entry immediately following the motion. The response may be filed ex parte and under seal as necessary to avoid disclosing matters already under seal. In that event, the government shall file a redacted response in the public record. Now, I think the whole thing should be unredacted, to be honest with you, because they're just going to produce something that we already have seen in different language. That's all. But we got to fight the good fight and we got to say optimistic and we got to fight. If we don't do anything at all, then nothing's going to be done and the FBI is going to take over the world. Okay. Now, the far left is reporting that the Trump team has a copy of the warrant. But this appears to be just another media lie, ladies and gentlemen, because we already know that Christina Bob, who was just on the war room seconds ago, said, I still do not have the unredacted, unsealed uh, language of the warrant. It's a complete lie. But again, people didn't even know that Justice Kavanaugh had an ass- assassination attempt on his life. So how, do they, how are they supposed to know? They're just saying, well, Trump has it. Trump has it. Trump lawyer Christina Bob, meanwhile, told streaming network uh, Real America's Voice, <laughs> RAV, when I arrived and, and uh, 
and kind of announced myself as the legal representation of President Trump, I asked to see the copy of the warrant. Initially, they refused and said, you know, you don't, we don't have to show it to you. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up the Banana Republic truck for a second there, Federal Bureau of Incompetence. What are you talking about? Yes, you do have to prov- provide a copy of the warrant. You illegitimate losers. Illegitimate losers. Uh, and then there was a little bit of exchange about whether it was appropriate to withhold the warrant. When you're searching the residence of a former president, who's likely the Republican nominee, and then she said that they let her see it like, I don't know, 10 feet away. 10 feet away. She said it was very, and I would say thin. And as you can tell from public records, the affidavit supporting documentation of what the probable cause was to obtain the warrant has been sealed. I do not have the unsealed version. So we're not allowed to see that. We have to go to court to request the judge to release that, which you know may or may not happen. So we don't know what the probable cause is, why they were allowed to search, what they found. But she, and just like President Trump and myself, can guarantee you that this has nothing to do with documents. And and it may have something to do with documents, but they're looking for crossfire hurricane stuff, folks. Plain and simple. And why, I explained this last night, if you missed the last night's show, they are looking for all the evidence that ties Barack Hussein Obama, Chris Ray, James Comey, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, Andrew McCabe, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, and the rest of the low-life, sewer-dwelling, swamp-donkey scumbags that reside in the swamp of Washington, D.C. It implicates all of them in spying on a presidential candidate, a president-elect, and then a then-president who they used every single bit of their power to stage a coup against a duly-elected president and use a virus created and funded by we the people through the NIAID and the NIH, Tony the Ratface Fauci, and use this COVID-19 as a weapon of mass destruction on the world to achieve and succeed in that coup. Is there anything else that you don't understand at this point? Or shall I repeat it again because I can like a broken record day in and day out? And they're going to pay. Every single one of them are going to pay. And that is why you saw that loser in the cold open not say a damn word, excuse my language, about anything. Because he knows he's screwed. He knows he's screwed six ways from Sunday, folks. We've got it figured out. I've got it figured out. It's as plain as this look on my face. It is true. Everything that I just said is true. Whether you want to believe it or not, I don't care. But it's true. And that is what we need to go off of as we move forward. And stop sitting here going, they're coming after every single one of us. We the people are the majority, the loud majority. Shout out Sean Farish, I might add. We're coming after you. You're not coming after us. What are you, stupid? Moms and dads going to school board meetings spooked you losers. This is the same people that think a rally is an insurrection. (laughs) Boy, 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 are they wrong. Are they wrong? Now, the real question, ladies and gentlemen, is did Donald Trump bait the FBI? That's the real question here. As this is, all of this is starting to unfold. And as I interview this person and that person, and as I talk to these people and those people, 
And as I watch others, uh, you know, break stories and then, you know, the fog is starting to settle and we're starting to see the forest for the trees. It might be possible, and I'm not saying it is, but it might very well be possible. And I'm going to give you some facts here to back up this claim. Did Donald Trump bait the FBI? I would not put it past him. How else would he be so darn sure about everything? How else would he be so sure about coming back to the White House, when he's going to fire who, who's going to go down, everything that he's calling, it's like prophecy. Everything that he's saying is coming true. Everything. So why are we doubting the guy? Why are we doubting the guy? Did he bait the FBI? I think he may have. Now, a reasonable question, ladies and gentlemen, is did he bait the FBI? It's not an unreasonable question. Monday's FBI raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago was so very strange, and it continues to produce even more strange scenarios. Whether they're facts or not, we don't know yet. Now, unlike previous FBI hits on people linked to President Trump, such as Roger Stone, Paul Manafort, Steve Bannon, Peter Navarro, the establishment media was kept in the dark on this. Why? Why wasn't CNN in the truck with the, with the FBI SWAT people uh, in the moving truck? Where were they? Every single FBI sting that is related to Donald Trump, the media has been there. Why weren't they there on this one? I mean, it's kind of odd, but I guess it could be valid, right? Because of the severity of the situation. But again, these people are hell-bent on destroying President Trump. So why wouldn't they have the media with them? At least the New York Times and CNN. Valid question, isn't it? I think it is. They didn't even give a, get a heads up. How did we learn about the raid? President Trump announced it via his social media page at around 6 30 on Monday. Very, very strange, isn't it, folks? And a very valid question. Now think about this. Not a single person in the Trump universe who knew about the raid at Mar-a-Lago breathed a word about this assault on our president. Not one. And surprisingly, the FBI kept its mouth shut. Do you think that there's possibly more to this? Do you? Now, Larry Johnson wrote, I once respected the FBI. Larry Johnson is connected to the Gateway Pundit, by the way. He said, I once respected the FBI. I coordinated with Floyd Clark, the FBI's deputy directory, and, uh, de- director excuse me, in 1993 on the State Department's Terrorism Rewards Program. He said, I met Floyd at the Friars Club in New York City in the summer of 1990, and we discussed the upcoming public service ads that I was producing. Floyd was a fine man. I count Larry Mefford, Chris Whitcomb, Ed Ball, Denny Klein, George Alsner, and other FBI retired agents as friends. All good honorable men, he said. And I worked closely with the FBI in going after the Libyans who bombed the Pan Am 103. I was there when the FBI discovered, thanks to the CIA, where the Libyans obtained the timer in Switzerland that was used to blow up Pan Am 103. He says, but that is the past. I'm reading this for a very specific reason, what Larry Johnson wrote, folks. So listen very closely to what I'm saying. He says, but that is the past. The current FBI is evil, corrupt, and criminal. Men like James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok have discarded sacred principles in favor of partisan politics. And in the process, 
He said, discredited the FBI as a bona fide law enforcement agency. So they have, they have already basically cancel cultured themselves. They are no longer worthy to serve as a credible law enforcement agency in the United States of America. It's that simple. He said, it's time to disband the FBI, exactly what I said in the beginning of this, and assign the federal agents to other departments. The FBI can no longer be trusted and hence must be disbanded. Amen. That is Larry Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, who worked with the FBI, very closely with the FBI. And like I said, he calls these people friends. He says the FBI is no longer. The FBI is no longer. He said the outraged, gen- the outrage generated by the FBI's unlawful and unwarranted assault on the residents of Donald Trump may have been because President Trump baited them. He said President Trump managed to convince the FBI that he had sensitive information about Crossfire Hurricane hidden in his cellar that could destroy the FBI and everybody connected to it, which would be a thousand times bigger than Watergate. Ladies and gentlemen, think about that. Think about that. The criminal Ray no longer cares about the rule of law. Protecting the FBI is his number one priority. Rather than wait and risk exposure by Donald Trump, which they would never be able to come back from, would never be ahead of it, and would ultimately be the destruction of all of them, Christopher Ray, with the support of Merrick Gardenome Garland, who's already pissed off because President Trump took away his Supreme Court nomination, and Joey Applesauce, the illegitimate resident who's occupying the White House gave the green light attack on Trump's Florida residents. Could this be the case? You tell me. Why did President Trump wait so patiently throughout the day before telling the world that the FBI was behaving like the Soviet KGB or the East German Stasi? Why would he wait so long? They were there for eight hours. I have more to back this up, by the way. I think it was a conscience, conscious, excuse me, informed decision that Donald Trump is exposing the FBI for the criminal thugs that they are, corrupt and lawless. And I honestly believe here, folks, that with, deep, with, with, with exposing the FBI, you expose everybody else that we've been exposing for the better part of four years to the general public who don't even know that, ju- that uh, Justice Brett Kavanaugh had an ass- assassination attempt on his life. Folks, is this not blowing your mind today or what? I told you today's show was going to be massively explosive, massively informational, and needed to get out to the public. Now, hold on. There's a lot more. So just <laughs> hold on. Like Billy Mays, there's more. Jack Chop. He then said... This is uh, Larry Johnson, by the way. He says, I have another friend. He was the number two guy in the DEA's office in New York City. He orchestrated the capture of Kiki Mascara, the man who organized the bombing of the Avianca flight at behest of Pablo Escobar. After my friend Jack uh, slapped handcuffs on Mascara, it was a rainy night in Queens, New York, he said, and the FBI tried to charge him. With obstruction of justice, the FBI wanted the glory, and they were ready to try to prosecute a fellow American for locking up a bona fide terrorist. Jack always hated the FBI, and now I know why. You see what he just said? He said 
that a DEA office agent was going to lock up um, Mascara. And he's the one who cracked the case and got him. And the FBI was literally about ready to charge him with obstruction of justice because they wanted the glory. They wanted the thunder. And the DEA agent stole their thunder. And like a petulant child, the FBI was literally threatening him with a charge if he did not hand them over so they could get the glory. Crazy stuff, right? Crazy stuff. Oh, but wait, there is more. What did Eric Trump say to Newsweek? <laughs> New details on this, horror, uh, this horrific abuse of authority, ladies and gentlemen. The dirty FBI agents went through President Donald J. Trump's office, where he keeps all of his business dealings and communications. The FBI went through Melania's Trump, uh, Melania Trump's closet of her clothes and personal items. They searched every room, likely bugging it before they left. Like this is some third-rate B, uh, B-rated movie that we don't, we didn't see this coming. All of this, ladies and gentlemen, the FBI spent hours in President Trump's home, and they told security when they got there to shut off the cameras. Guess what? They didn't. <laughs> Ah. Oh, it's getting better. They didn't. Eric Trump said that the security cameras at Mar-a-Lago caught the FBI agents, all of them, behaving extremely improperly during Monday's raid. What that means, I don't know yet. Alleging that the investigators were assessing parts of former President Donald uh, Trump's Florida residence that they should not have been in according to the warrant. The warrant gave them access to three rooms. They were in rooms and areas of Mar-a-Lago that they had no legal authority to be in. Now do you see that Donald Trump might have set these folks up? The FBI had told Mar-a-Lago security and Secret Service to shut off the cameras. The FBI was under the impression that they followed that, that order. They did not. In an interview with DailyMail.com, Eric Trump said that because staff refused to turn off the surveillance cameras at the request and the ordering of the FBI, the Mar-a-Lago cameras captured agents raiding areas they were not authorized to be in and acting very inappropriately. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Release the footage, President Trump. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, we're going to go fishing real quick. We're going to, uh, there we go. There we go. Oh, there, there, look, there's Christopher Ray right there. Hold on. Let's bait in. Oh, there's Merrick Garden Gnome Garland right there. Ah, yeah, look at that. Both of them. I got them both. Hey, dad, I got, I got two fish on the same line. Woo! Hook, line, and sinker, you stupid, illegitimate, worthless nobodies. We got you. And I can't wait for Papa Trump to come home, take off his belt, put you over his knee, and give you the licking that you deserve. Can I get an amen, folks? Is this not a great show today or what? Woo! I need a drink. Hold on. I got to get I gotta get a little, get a little bit of a field of greens, brick house nutrition in my body. Mmm. Are you excited yet? Are you excited yet? Are you happy yet? 
Is your mood starting to change about this FBI raid a little bit yet? Huh? I know mine is. I know mine is. <clears throat> um, he said there was 30 agents in there. They told our lawyer that you have to leave the property right now and turn off all security cameras. Eric Trump said that the FBI refused to give Trump's lawyer, Christina Bob, a copy of the search warrant, but showed it to her from 10 feet away. He also said that he would be thrilled to find out if there was a valid reason for the search. Folks, if there's no valid reason for the search, if they literally violated a president's home and a president's rights, and they got a judge to sign off on something that they lied to him about, much like they did the FISA warrant, then President Trump not only has them dead to rights, but that is the proverbial end of the Federal Bureau of Investigations as a actual law enforcement agency of the federal government. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. There's nothing else to see here. It's time to go home. <laughs> These people, ladies and gentlemen, are the dumbest. They're the dumbest people alive with all the resources in the world to be the smartest people in the world. Or the, at, least, at least the most informed, not necessarily the smartest. At least the most informed. Jeremy, there is another lie from America here pretending to be you. Well, of course they are. But we know there's only one lie from America, don't we? So, you know. Imitation is the, uh, is the greatest form of flattery. Does everybody remember this woman right here? Raise your hand if you know who this is. Raise your hand in the comments section on Getter or on Rumble if you know who this is. Well, this is Indiana Republican Representative Victoria Sparks. Now, I played a video of her about three weeks ago where she was going off on, on, on lawlessness by the federal government in the United States of America. Now, Representative Victoria Sparks grew up in the former Soviet Union. If anybody out there knows about lawlessness and KGB-style tactics, it would be Indiana Republican Representative Victoria Sparks. She grew up in the Soviet Union, folks. She blasted, she blasted the FBI uh, raid on President Trump's home this week, calling it definitely KGB-style tactics. Sparks was not just saying that either. She grew up, again, in the former Soviet Union before um, coming to the United States of America. Her comments ring true because that's just the way it came off to millions of Americans, Republicans, independents, Democrats, libertarians, morons, doesn't matter. It, that's the way it came off to millions of Americans. Even that loser, Andrew Cuomo. And it looks like something that happens in other countries, not in America. She says, KGB-style tactics. USSR tactics as a congresswoman, as a U.S., excuse me, congresswoman who grew up in the USSR. The FBI raid of President Trump's home is so alarming. It is reminiscent of the KBG style, KGB style tactics, she told the Epic Times. She was born in, excuse me, Nazivka in the Cherniv, Chernihiv region of the Ukrainian Soviet Socialist Republic, now independent Ukraine. So, Sparks made an appeal for the Americans, 
for Americans to look beyond partisanship and recognize the threat that political persecution poses to the political system, saying that that regardless of people's feelings about President Trump, this should not and will not be acceptable in a democratic society. I wish people would stop using those that word. We are a republic, but you understand what she's trying to say, and I will give her credit for saying it. So she's right, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I want to I wanna end this whole FBI, President Donald J. Trump talk for today with this last story, and this may be just as important as what I just said, okay? Listen to this. The FBI will not stop. Let me repeat. The FBI will not stop their tyrannical lawlessness until we the people stop them. Now, I know that Christopher Ray in the cold open has already denounced that kind of talk, but he's confusing that talk with violence. Not saying that. I'm saying the FBI will not stop until we, the people, stop them. When this country was founded, are you ready for these facts, folks? Listen very closely. Listen very closely. When this country was founded in 1776, there was 58, count them, 58 federal laws, just 58. You know, basic stuff. Thou shalt not, you know, you shouldn't murder, you shouldn't steal, you can't steal, you can't murder, you can't, you know, all that basic stuff, right? A recent request of Congress was given that they, the request was that we wanted all the detailed federal laws on the books. We want every federal law there is on the books, and we want a detailed description of every law. Do you know that the congressional office that was responsible in handling this request came back with a very simple statement that said, there is no adequate and accurate way of providing the requested materials and obtaining all of them. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? Who is giving the the federal government, this large federal government, who is giving them the authority to do all this? Congress. The very same people that we entrust to go to Washington, D.C. and make sure that we, the people, are the ones in charge and that we, the people's interests, are the ones that are literally priority of the federal government. We went from 58 laws to so many laws that they can't even produce an accurate or adequate number or a detailed list of how many laws there actually are. Boom. What does that tell you? That is common sense language for go back to the Constitution much like you would Genesis in the Bible and read what it says that we are to do with a government that gets that big. Don't take it from me because I don't need the FBI showing up saying, did you tell people to overthrow the government? Nope, I didn't. The Constitution did. The Constitution did. I didn't. And if we don't stop them now, folks, they are going to run even more rampant. We have breaking news. The FBI is now going after Pennsylvania's 2020 alternate electors who were selected in response to the theft of our 2020 election. Let's go back to 2020. Remember when there was an alternate slate of electors outside of each of these state houses? They were signing their own slate and sending that off to Washington, D.C. in hopes that Mike Pence would take that slate of electors. The problem with that was it was never really, it was never really a valid slate of electors, even though it was from we the people. 
It still had to go through the state legislature in order to have that happen. I've talked about that before. But there's nothing illegal about it. It just means that it's not actually valid by the state legislation. It's nothing illegal about it. But now the FBI is going after those names on those slates of electors. So I think we had some from Nevada. I think we had some from Arizona. I think we had some from Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and maybe Georgia. The FBI is going after them all right now, starting with Pennsylvania. I'm not lying, folks. I'm not lying. In 2020, in Pennsylvania, the FBI looked the other way. When crimes were committed in Philadelphia, ballots were manufactured to make up for Joe's 700,000 ballot deficit in order to steal the election from President Donald J. Trump. In Philadelphia, Americans were physically and forcefully prevented from observing the election process and the FBI looked the other way. Do you remember the truck driver who reported that he drove truckloads of ballots from New York to Pennsylvania across state lines, making it an international crime, and then it disappeared all of a sudden while he was in bed, and the FBI attacked the young whistleblower in response? Former Attorney General Bill Barr wouldn't even protect the whistleblower, that fat, worthless loser. And now, ladies and gentlemen, federal investigators delivered subpoenas or paid visits to several House and Senate Republican offices in the Pennsylvania Capitol on Tuesday and yesterday, according to multiple sources. At least some of the individuals receiving subpoenas were told that they were not targets of an investigation, according to at least six sources reached by Penn Live. But then they may have information of interest to the FBI. All of these sources have been briefed on the investigative moves in some way, shape, or form, but demanded anom- anonymity. You know what? I, you know the word. Anonymity. Anonymity? <laughs> in order to discuss them. The information being requested centered around U.S. Representative Scott Perry. Remember they got his phone of Pennsylvania? They, they, they uh, basically apprehended his phone and they, and, they, and they stopped him and his family while they were traveling in an effort to seek alternate electors as part of President Donald J. Trump's efforts to remain in office after the 2020 election, several sources say. So now we know the reason that they went and they took um, Senator Perry's phone, we, or Representative Perry's phone. We now know the reason because they wanted the names of all the electors and all the people that are behind it. Do you see what they're doing, folks? They're trying to instill fear in the American public, and at the same time, create legislation like they are up in Michigan right now with Governor, Gavin, uh, Governor Whitmer that says that you cannot in any way contest the elections, the outcomes of the election. No more. You can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. So at the same time as they're locking people up and putting fear in the hearts of people for questioning their, th- their thievery and their, and, and their, and their corruption... They're also trying to make it law that you can't do that. Now, Kelly says every day is worse. I disagree, Kelly. I really do. I really disagree. I do think it's darkest before the dawn. I do think it has to hurt if it's to heal. But I also believe that them raiding Donald J. Trump's house the other day was ripping the Band-Aid off. That was ripping the Band-Aid off right there. Them raiding Donald J. Trump house was ripping the Band-Aid off. So we are over the mo- we are we are now in the healing process. Now there'll be there'll still be some battles. 
And there'll still be some wars. But in the 5,000-foot overview of things, I just have to disagree because I think we're on the, up, uh, on the upswing. I really do. But that's just my personal opinion based on everything that I do every day here. I could be wrong. I feel, though, that I'm not. I feel that I'm not. I guess we'll have to see. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I want to take this moment, if I can, please bear with me and actually have some enthusiasm while I talk about our sponsors, because if it wasn't for them, we would not be able to do everything that we keep, have we, uh, we've kept doing, because donorship is only around 65, 75% with checks and online donations. So let's give some love right now, if we could, to one of our sponsors, Gold Co. Ladies and gentlemen, these guys are trying to do whatever they can to make sure that you can Declare your independence from your own tyrannical government. Gold Co. is trying to empower you to make sure that you're putting your money in something that's not going to devalue. It's, the bottom is not going to drop out of gold and silver. The bottom isn't going to drop out of real estate. It might do this, but it's not going to drop out like it's doing with the dollar or could do in the future if Democrats stay in control. So reach out to Gold Co. today at 855 559 3433 or go to goldcode.com and use the promo code LFA. Let them know that we sent you secure your money today, ladies and gentlemen, because you never know when it's going to be completely gone. And you go to the bank like they did in the Great Depression and try to pull some money out or like they're doing in China right now and try to pull some money out. And they go, nope, that money doesn't belong to you. It is actual. It belongs to the uh, to the CCP. So we're just going to keep it for right now. Not going to happen, folks. Not going to happen. I'd also like to give you, uh, I'd like to play a quick, quick two minutes of a review from this guy who's doing a review on Field of Greens because this Field of Greens stuff, folks, I'm telling you, it is cleansing my entire body like I've never, ever felt before. So check this guy's review out. I recommend you try this, man. It is, it is powerful. And the thing is, you know, I eat. I eat a lot of vegetables, but I, you know, I, I have a problem getting all the colors, you know, just like the fruits, you know, I might get a fruit here and there, whatever, but I never am able to get like all the colors of the like rainbow that you're supposed to get. And this makes it super easy, super simple to just take it in one scoop once a day and be done with it. Your body needs the nutrients. Your body is craving the nutrients, but when you get the nutrients, you can really feel your body react to the nutrients. So He's right, folks. You, you, can, more- you can really feel that stuff. You can feel your body reacting to it. I, 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 my, my wife comes in after I drink mine, and she's like, geez, you're chipper. And I'm like, my body's not used to this, and it's cleansing. And it, and it goes, and literally, its primary... Uh, job is to cleanse your lymph node system. So go to fieldofgreens.com, use promo code LFA, get a big discount, and uh, they'll know that uh, we're doing right here over at LFA uh, with their sponsorship. So big shout out to them. Let's get back to it, folks. I've got a very disturbing story, a very disturbing story, as if, as if what the federal government is doing to us isn't disturbing enough. I got a very disturbing story here coming out of... Uh, well, it's, it's about a drunk, intoxicated, and armed off-duty federal agent who was shot and killed by Monroe County deputies yesterday. This is a, this is a pretty crazy story, folks. On Wednesday morning, Monroe County deputies shot and killed a federal agent who was armed and reportedly suicidal in the Florida Keys. According to officials from the Monroe County Sheriff's Office, the incident started when deputies responded to reports of an intoxicated, 
armed and suicidal man on a property in Key Largo just before 10.45 a.m. The responding officers confirmed that the intoxicated man was armed and waving a gun. He was later identified as 48-year-old Lane Morgan Cavanis, an off-duty federal law enforcement agent, according to the news release. After Cavanis moved away from the view, the sheriff's office was able to contact him via phone. During the conversation, Cavanis admitted that he was drunk and indicated that he was ready to confront law enforcement in a standoff. <laughs> Cavanis went out on the balcony with a gun and dropped it and when, or- when ordered to do so. Deputies said Cavanis appeared a second time and pointed a gun at them. A few minutes later, Cavanis came out on the balcony again, but this time he was armed with an AR-15. In response, the deputies started shooting at Cavanis. The deputies began first aid, but he was pronounced dead immediately. Quote, although this appears to be a suicide by cop situation, said Sheriff Rick Ramsey, as always, I do such, as always, I do in such cases, I have asked the Florida Department of Law Enforcement to conduct an independent investigation into this matter. Folks, there's some crazy, crazy stuff going on out there right now. Some crazy stuff going on out there right now. And here's another thing, is there's a lot of federal agents, just like the, the, uh, the New York City police officers, that are literally leaving in droves and even walking away from their pensions, that are doing it for very specific reasons. And... There are reports that federal agents are being threatened. Their lives are being threatened and their families' lives are being threatened if they walk off the job. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? If federal agents' lives and their families' lives are being threatened if they quit, that means they know something. That means they know something and they don't want to say it because they don't want to die, but they don't want to stay in it because they have a moral conscience and they just want to be away from it. But these people that are in charge, these scumbag, left-wing, illegitimate, cheating, swamp donkey, communist, Marxist Democrats are literally running this country, or, or they seem to think so, like it's their own little tyrannical, uh, you know, woke, woke-topia, unicorn, rainbow situation where only things that matter to them should be reality. But they've got a rude awakening coming, coming, folks. They've got an absolute rude awakening coming. You know who else has got a rude awakening coming? That loser, Tony the Rat Face Fauci, folks. Yesterday, if you did not watch last night's show, I showed you a video where Tony Fauci was laughing at everybody in this world that's been affected by COVID-19 that he created through gain of function, stole money from you to do it, and then help the left and the globalist elite re- uh, release it on the world, and he laughed at you last night. Well, ladies and gentlemen, well, at least he laughed at you in the video that I showed you last night. That was actually a few days ago. And now, ladies and gentlemen, last night, Tony the Ratface Fauci went to go throw out a first pitch again at a baseball game, this time without a mask on, and this time with fans in the crowd, where people could actually boo him and heckle him. Viewer discretion advised. <laughs>
All right. People like Tony Fauci, he's got a rude awakening coming too. And I hope you, you know how Steve Bannon says, preserve your documents? Huh? Yeah, there are a lot of people clapping right in front of him. That's for sure. Because guess where they were? Seattle. Seattle. But you know how Steve Bannon says, preserve your documents? I'm asking Tony the rat face Fauci to preserve your health, sir. Preserve your health. You're going to need it. You're going to need it for the justice that you are about to serve and the justice that you are about to face for what you did for this to this uh to this great country and around the world. And Tony the Fauci, you get. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Tony the Ratface Fauci, you get the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. Now, I got a couple more stories here for you guys, and you're not going to want to leave. You're going to want to stay to the end. I told you before about the acronym that the LGBTQ Pedo Plus movement is using, MAPS. Have you heard of that acronym? MAPS, M-A-P? Well, it's minor attracted persons, ladies and gentlemen. They have been trying to normalize pedophilia, and their goal is to PC culture you and shame you into accepting pedophilia as a spectrum of sexual identity in the LGBTQ plus movement. Do you know what the plus stands for? The plus stands for pedophilia. Some will say it stands for trans. I say it stands for pedophilia. But I say the LGBTQ pedo plus movement just to make sure we get it in there. They want to normalize pedophilia. They want to legalize pedophilia based on the fact that it is a sexual desire at birth, just like being queer, gay, bi. Oh, we can't help it. You can help it. You're, you're not born gay, all right? You're not humping the same sex at four years old. You learn that crap, just like you learn racism, just like you learn hatred, all right? And the LGBTQ movement is no different than the BLM movement is no different than the uh, Antifa movement. It is a Marxist, scummy worthless organization that's trying to push crap on people and change this country and destroy this country from the ground up. And it's not going to happen. But here's the worst part, folks. They actually have legal, let me say it again, legal licensed counselors. Legal licensed counselors out there right now who are making money off of counseling pedophiles into teaching them how to shame the world into accepting their behavior. And they're trying to make it legal. Everything was true. Pizzagate, all of it, folks. Check this out. Amanda, I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and sex therapist in Erie, Pennsylvania. And today I want to talk about minor attracted persons. And I want to talk about minor attracted persons because they are probably the most vilified population of folks in our culture. Yeah, and you think? Most folks are making incorrect assumptions about them without actually knowing much about them. And those assumptions create harm for <laughs> an already marginalized population. <laughs> you may have noticed that I'm using the term minor attracted persons, sometimes abbreviated to MAPS, instead of the more commonly used term pedophile. 
And I'm doing this because the term pedophile has moved from being a diagnostic label to being a judgmental, hurtful insult that we hurl at people uh, in order to harm them or slander them. Because they screw I kids. I also prefer person-first language that recognizes that any label we might apply to a person is only part of who they are and doesn't represent everything that they are. We are all people first with many different facets or parts of ourselves. And this includes folks who are attracted to minors. So to start with, let's talk about what a minor attracted person is. Folks, my name is Miranda. <laughs> I use she, her. That's enough of that. Let's talk about what a minor attracted person is. It's called a pedophile. Well, you shouldn't hurl insults that hurt people. You hurt children. Well, you shouldn't say things without knowing everything you need to know about them. I know everything I need to know about them. They screw kids, you alien. What is wrong with you? And this person is a licensed professional. <laughs> they got a rude awakening coming, ladies and gentlemen. They got a rude awakening coming. So if you see the acronym MAPS, we've talked about it before. It's really just code for pedophilia. And I like to have sex with children. And those people should be publicly shamed every single hour of every single day day. I miss a good old public shaming. It kept people accountable. You know what I mean? All right. A couple more stories here, folks. You're not going to want to miss it because we've got Project Veritas exposed. They've exposed Lisa Murkowski and they confronted her. And we've got this story right here. And I want to thank the New York Post for breaking this three days ago. I'd like to thank Jack Posobiec, fellow colleague at Real America's Voice News, for shedding some light on it. But ladies and gentlemen, in 2020, General White Rage Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, drafted a letter of resignation in June of 2020 following President Donald J. Trump's infamous photo op in front of the torched church near the White House, they call it, before changing his mind and vowing to oppose the 45th president from the inside, according to a forthcoming book. Now, folks, these people are telling you all their crimes in their books. So we don't need massive investigations into these morons. They tell on themselves as a form of elitism in books. And we're going to use their own words against them. In the draft, General White Rage Milley accused President Trump of using the military to create fear in the minds of people and alleged that the then president was making a concerted effort to, over time, politicize the United States military. You mean like we are right now there, General White Rage? You mean like we are right now? With you politicizing the military, you scumbag, you loser, general white, white, white rage loser. He says, I thought I could change that, the general went on. I've come to the realization that I cannot, and I need to step aside and let someone else try to do it. The letter was reprinted by the New Yorker Monday as part of an excerpt from The Divider, the forthcoming tell-all book from General White Rage Millie and Peter Baker. According to the authors, Milley considered stepping down after receiving criticism of accompanying Trump part of the way across Lafayette Street after it had been cleared of Black Lives Matter protesters on, January, on June 1st, 2020. Yeah, they're allowed to burn churches. That's cool. Where are, you, where are you at, Christopher Ray, on that one? Where were you on that one, Christopher Ray? I will say this. Donald Trump should have heeded the advice 
from old Rick, uh, Rick, uh, Rich Grinnell, former NSA director. He should have heeded his advice and took his suggestion and fired that scumbag Christopher Ray when he had the opportunity. But I understand why President Donald J. Trump didn't. Anyway, that's just a story of General White Rage Milley continuing to cry, whine, scream, kick, and throw a fit. Hey, General Milley, preserve your health because we want you in Gitmo too, you fat scumbag. All right, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Here it is. I want to say I want a side by side of this. I don't want to bring this up on a full screen. I want a side by side of this as we have an update of yesterday's Project Veritas um, story where they broke that they broke in Alaska about Lisa Murkowski stealing the primaries and stealing and, and stealing general elections if it's uh, the Uniparty's desire anyway, but definitely stealing the primary to get rid of Trump backed. Um, Trump back candidate there in Alaska. Let's go to this. Let's go to this. Uh, this update where they've confronted Lisa Murkowski. Shout out James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Murkowski, this is one of your campaign staffers. She's discussing ballot measure two and how that was actually worked on with you in mind the entire time. While we were working on ballot measure two and voting for ballot measure two, mm-hmm. we have Senator Murkowski in mind the whole time. They say the race is going to come down to Kelly Chewbacca and Senator Murkowski. So anyone who votes for Pat Chesborough first and ranks Senator Murkowski second, that vote is going to become a vote for Senator Murkowski. That you actually secretly supported this behind the scenes, but were quiet about this publicly. Did she sponsor that? She Watch how quiet. fast and her honestly, security whisk her away. She stayed quiet on that. I think she like technically stayed neutral, but like. Ballot measure two was actually created. I I think it was created for two reasons. Number one, it was created because there were people in the state who wanted to see a better system, but they also wanted Lisa to get reelected. I was wondering. I'm talking to the senator. Miss Murkowski can handle her. She can handle herself. Miss Murkowski, do you have a comment about ballot measure two and your staffer saying that actually that was a coordinated effort to ensure your reelection? Ballot measure two was an initiative led by the people in the state of Alaska. They're saying that Rachel Callender, one of your former deputy campaign managers actually, was spearheaded that operation. So Calandra and Associates, they're a consultant that works for the campaign right now. They worked on ballot measure too. And the founder and one of the employees, um, Rachel and Jackson, um, they are both former Murkowski staffers. Ballot initiative made it through the Alaska process, and you have the results that you have, It kind of just sounds like you're just kind of talking. Please don't put your hands on me. Please don't touch me, sir. You can talk to me. Please don't touch me, sir. I'm Project Veritas. I'm the good guys. I answered you that this was an initiative. Yes, ma'am. This was a ballot initiative that required gathered signatures around the state of Alaska. It was put right, But your staff members are saying that it was about was guaranteeing your re-election. Between you and me, ballot measure two was actually created. I, I think it was created for two reasons. Number one, it was created because there were people in the state who wanted to see a better system. But they also wanted Lisa to get re-elected. Can you speak to that specifically? Nothing can guarantee an election. All of us here in the state now are living with a new system, and it's new for all of us. So you don't think it's a desecration of democracy to manipulate state law? Hey, by the way, did you notice it was 238? It was 238. Take that back. Take that back a second. Watch the gas price behind her. It's 238. 238. Watch it. Watch right up here. Democracy to manipulate state law, ma'am. In order to ensure your re-election? Okay, thank you. Watch, it'll be 238 in Alaska for gas. Can you speak to that specifically? Nothing can guarantee an election. All of us here in the state now are living with a new system, and it's new for all of us. So you don't think it's a desecration of democracy to manipulate state law, ma'am, 
in order to ensure your re-election. Okay, thank you, Mr. Rakowski. Maybe, Shay, you, you're a comms director. You're a spokesperson. Maybe you want to talk about this for a little bit. You worked on ballot measure two as well, correct? I did. And you're also Ms. Murkowski's comms director. I will say, like, it, it benefits coalition-style right. candidates, and she's definitely a coalition-style yeah. candidate. You're just saying that this was a ballot measure voted on by the people. I'm it telling you that fun. your staffers are saying that this was on the ballot by an effort of Murkowski-affiliated no. Absolutely not. The fact that Rachel Callender, yourself, Jackson, there are multiple staff members who worked on ballot measure two and also on your campaign. You want security to clear me out? But Watch you security. Look at him. Here? No one from the Murkowski campaign wants to answer any questions. Mr. Murkowski seemed to give me somewhat of a canned statement. Project Veritas action, R.C. Maxwell. Big shout out to R.C. Maxwell for Project Veritas. Um, this was actually filmed just just yesterday, uh, probably because they're in a part of a portion of Alaska where uh, there's a lot of oil drilling. I don't know. I thought that was odd myself. But the fact of the matter is, folks, R.C. Maxwell holding Lisa Murkowski accountable and then being chased off by the large and in charge Shrek looking security officer, which I guarantee you, if R.C. Maxwell had a Slim Jim or a Twinkie in his pocket, he could have thrown it and that uh, security guard would have played fetch. And when that girl tried to push him away, he should have said, that's racist. Why not? Every white person runs away from a black person when they say that's racist. He should have done that. Long story short, ladies and gentlemen, the, 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 the steel is in in Alaska. Stop it now or else Lisa Murkowski is going to knock out Kelly Shabaka, as Trump would say. But I don't see that happening because God wins. Anyway, folks. There are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please go to JeremyHarrell.com if you have it in you to help donate to the show. Until then, I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face and keep spreading that gospel. Peace. That will